damn it. Welcome to episode 12 of the Tim Weichselbaum Show. That's right, we made it to episode 12. That's a lot for me. That's a lot of things in a row for me to commit to. I've, I've never been even at the same job for 12 weeks. Uh, and that's something you get paid for. This thing, this stupid thing, you don't even get paid to do. I don't know why I'm doing it. I guess because it's just something to, it's kind of like my weekly therapy session where I just let out all the bullshit in my head that happened in the previous week. It's a one man show except for last, except for the last two weeks, which was not that. I had a guest on, Matt Perez. That was nice of him to do it two weeks in a row. Because we both had the Omicron virus strain of COVID-19. But I don't call it COVID because it's not as bad as the real COVID. Omicron is like the easiest, the most weak variant to date. And I got over it in two days, basically. It was nothing. It was nothing. But I, this is not about that. This episode is, I'm over. The point is, is I don't have to talk about it. But actually, I still do talk about it because it's still happening. The charts are going like crazy, dude. Every day, there's like a million more people that get Omicron. And I'm already over it. So it just kind of feels like, well, that's cool. I don't have to worry about it. Now I could root it on for other people to get it. Hopefully not die from it because I don't really want people to die from it. Unless they're vaccinated, because then it's fucking hilarious, because then Joe Biden will just be like, it's a war, it's a f- f- pandemic of the mostly unvaccinated. He's not going to say that, he's a fucking asshole. He's a fucking dickhead. No, I like Joe Biden. I do support Joe Biden. I'm, I bought a t-shirt. <laughs> Unironic Joe Biden supporting t-shirt. Today I'm wearing uh, regular ass clothes, nothing fancy, no Versace, because I'm in a subdued mood. I have nothing to flaunt. I'm experiencing a New Year's hangover. Not that I did anything to get, I didn't like do drugs or anything that I'm hungover. Not literally. I'm just saying it was an exciting year. 2021 was actually like a really fun, positive, successful year for me. And most people thought it sucked. Well, good for them. It didn't suck for me. It was freaking awesome. So now I'm kind of in like the aftermath of that great fortune that I got. And now I'm like kind of like hitting reality. It's like, there's other things here. You still have a hole in your life. And so I don't know. I'm going through withdrawals from the lifestyle that I just quit back in October. In October of this year, of last year. It was a long, 2021 was actually a long year for me because there was many things that I did. I accomplished many things. I, I bought a house. I moved across the country, down the country, whatever, however you want to say it. I moved down the country. But it was a step up for me. I bought cars, multiple cars. But we'll get you, yeah, dude. But so I'm going. Th- so now I'm I'm trying to quit that lifestyle that I if inflicted on myself in in the past. It was not health. It was not healthy. 
I was smoking weed every day, all literally all all day, which is an easy way to get through time. So time was going by really fast, and I haven't been I haven't been smoking weed now, so I have to deal with my life and my my um, problems. Like that's it. I have to like literally. I have to deal with my problems, I guess, which I wasn't doing. Well, smoke, I wasn't, dude, it was traumatic just to go out and, like, get groceries when I was smoking weed all day because I didn't want to. I didn't want to be around people after being high. It's like, what if I get into a conversation that's slightly confrontational? Like, fuck that. I, I, I like to drive high, though. That's That's the one drug you could drive a car on perfectly. Like, I'm not ever worried about... I don't know. It's, it makes you more conscientious and whatever. I'm not a good driver. I'm starting to realize. I already knew that, but it's starting to be real, really realized upon me because of these asshole walls in my garage that I didn't know were that there. Jesus Christ! But we have an agenda, and I keep skipping ahead. And that's let's just go in the order of the list. This will be a short episode. Because I have nothing to rant about. It was a quiet week. But I am on day 65 of No Nut November. Yes, it's a long, very long month. 65 days in. I'm going for day 90 at least before I can. I don't ever want to return to masturbatory syndrome. To the thing where I was just like, okay, let's jerk off again. And then do it again. And again and again and again and looking at porn, it's like I'll just learn how to fuck. How about that? I'll just learn how to be a fuck boy. It's too old. I'm too old to be a fuck boy. Let's face it. I want to be a fuck adult, fuck man. It doesn't have the same ring to it. And I don't. But fuck it. I, I really. I don't want to just get sex the easiest way. I'll do it the hard way. Like, that's pretty much the only reason I would go to Chicago is if somebody there wants to fuck me the second I get there. But then I might as well just... I'd rather just fly them here, to be honest, because I don't want to fuck someone in their studio apartment on a twin mattress. No, I'll just pay them, do it on my queen mattress, buy them an Airbnb, because they're not sleeping here, and then I'll drive them home or something, fly them home. It's easier to fly them home, but... So I don't have the type of car that's good for road trips anymore. I have a Model S Plaid, and it has, like, 21-inch wheels, and you're fucked if you get a flat tire. You're fucked. There's no one, there's nowhere you could take it to. Nobody has 21-inch tires just in stock, just lying around. So you have to just go to the... Te- oh, my God, it's a headache and a half. So I missed the long-range Model 3. That was a perfect road trip. I felt invincible in that car. It turns out I wasn't invincible. I learned that the hard way. But anyway, day 65, no, not November. It's it's fine. I'm starting to think of women as like people, as like humans, which is which is very bizarre. I'm not used to that percept. I'm not used to perceiving them as people. I'm pers- I'm used to just seeing them as like objects. It's like, okay, she's got a nice. She's flat in that. She's got the right proportions. I would like to be in a room alone with that woman and do things with her and to her and mostly to her. 
and also have her do things to me in a very uh, removed way that's emotionally distant and doesn't cause emotional repercussions there down the road and I could just never see her again and zipless fuck. Now I'm starting to see women for who they really are, which is pretty, they're pretty fucked up. They're pretty vulnerable people. If you, if, if, I mean, I guess that's what people are. They're vulnerable. Men are vulnerable too. Like men have insecurities. Like if you call us useless or weak or not good providers or pussies or whatever, that gets to us. But if you call a woman anything that has to do with like something shallow like that, I don't know. She's, she's, she doesn't have, like she's fake. Like her tits are not big enough. Or she's a whore. They don't. Turns out they don't like that, and it it really hurts them. And not not that I go around calling women whores, but I I, I mean not in front of their behind their back, of course. But but I just found out that like after not thinking of them as sex goddesses, even the hot ones like actually have feelings, and they actually go through like sad, like they actually have like emotions. Where they go like, uh, oh, I'm not good enough. And so that makes, that makes them easier to, to fuck because you're no longer showing your, your vulnerabilities as a man because you see their vulnerability. So it's like, oh, we're equal. Now I could get you a lot. Right, let's fuck. Let's get married or whatever. I would wait to have sex after marriage as long as I'm super attracted to them. Like as like they have to be really hot. I don't have to see them naked. I'll just see like see them through short like you know. As long as I get a sense of what their body is like, I'll get married before sex. I don't know, and then I'll just get divorced if it doesn't work out. Because who cares? That's what people do anyway. Even even like healthy relationships sometimes just it's time to I'm bored. It's just normal for like a relationship to only last a finite amount of time. I mean, obviously, because people are finite. People have finite uh, lifespans. And also, like, it's normal to get bored. It's like, okay, I like, I like you. I, it was fun to go up the, the hill of exciting th- milestones with you and like, you know, but I'm, that's it though. I don't, I'm, I, now I want to do something else. So, Am I am I a dick for that? It's like no, it was fun for the time being, but like fuck off. So I'm not gonna get married though, cause that's messy, and you know the whole prenup thing. It's like, do those really even hold up in court? If you get a prenup, no, I wouldn't. I would just not even want to spend money on the on the prenup agreement in the first place. I wouldn't want to hire a lawyer even for two hours, cause I don't like spending money on lawyers. It's. I thought I had to for like business reasons, just for protective, you know, for to protect myself against potential litigation. It was a complete waste of money. There's no reason to do that. I could have just been a sole proprietor this whole time and just just and just put my money under my mattress and just and just got a dog, a Doberman, to protect me if anyone rushes me like the capital. 
So anyway, I, this brings me to why I'm in a subdued mood. Let's 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 get deeper into that. This is a very therapeutic podcast. I got nothing to hide. I fell off the wagon with my not with like drinking, not with anything that's like a substance like that, not not weed, but with food. I fell off the food wagon because I've been very good. To stick to my low carb lifestyle and my intermittent fasting lifestyle. I've been doing that. I've been doing that since like August or October or some shit like that. And I totally fell off of it. And I blame the holidays. I blame nuts. My parent, my mom got me these delicious nuts for the holidays for Christmas. And I ate, oh my God. They're so, they're so fucking good, dude. These almonds. They just melt in your mouth. You just bite into them, and they don't—they don't have that—that that chewy. They didn't have that like super hard almond texture. They were like, they like cracked immediately. They were like super soft. Not okay. I have to explain. So not soft. They weren't soft because nobody would like a soft almond. They had the right amount of crunch. They were crunchy, but didn't wear out your teeth. Oh my fuck, they were so good. They got stuck in my teeth. That part I didn't like. I had to use a flosser every freaking day, every time I ate them. But then it would just sit in your stomach. And also cashews. Huge bag of cashews. I couldn't even finish them. I threw them away because I was like, these are no good for me. These are starting to get me onto the routine of wanting to snack. And that is not good if you're on the keto lifestyle because then you just want to eat more and more. And then before you know it, you just blow yourself out of ketosis. Now you're on the high-carb diet just from a couple bags of nuts because you can't. Because I can't help myself. I don't have freaking self-control. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking? Are you kidding me? I have it compared to some people. I guess some people have less self-control than me, but I'm not comparing myself to other people. I freaking fell off the wagon, and so that led me to... It's not just the nuts. I mean, it was just also... It was the holidays. When you go through the holidays as a single man in his 30s... Okay, it wasn't that bad. I was about to say it's not going to be a good time, but let's face it, I could be divorced. I could be in my 40s divorced without uh, control of my kids, whatever you call it, without being able to see my kids because my ex-wife is like a demon who just doesn't let me see them for some reason and going through the holidays and that's that would be way worse. So I don't know what I have to complain about. I guess I just was just bored, and I was like, "Well, this sucks. I'm just gonna eat food because that's the only release I can have." And so I fell off, the, and so I I started to order DoorDash like every night. Almost got it two times in one night because it just wasn't enough. Oh my God, do I love ordering food. I mean, I don't love paying for it. DoorDash is super expensive no matter what you get. It's like, well, I we might as well get $50 worth to make it worth the trip. 
and that includes the tip usually. So fifty bucks is like the average order. That's a lot of money to spend on something you're going to eat in one hour. It's literally that's how long that's how long the food lasts. One hour, fifty bucks an hour, and then I just feel not even satiated. You don't feel satiated after eating DoorDash. You feel like you fill the hole, and then. You could go to sleep for a few hours because you crash because the carbohydrates and the whatever else, whatever the fuck else is in there just causes this horrible feeling that I wanted. I craved the feeling of of horribleness after eating unhealthy uh, food because I wanted to just tone down my stimuli and just phase myself out of the reality that I was in. Because I'm not on the metaverse. I'm not on there yet. I'm not cool enough to be on there. I'm not very social. I'm not a social being. But I do miss the feeling of having a good community around me. And so anyway, so I've been staying in a lot because of the COVID syndrome. The horrible Omicron that didn't do anything, just made me hungrier. It's like, well, I, 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 so I got barbecue. That was delicious, 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 delicious. Black's barbecue, shout out to them, even though it was expensive. I mean, it's every, everything's expensive. Every barbecue that's good, it's like a hot chick on Tinder. They know they're hot, so they know that they could charge like $25 for a pound of brisket. Which I'm gonna pay because I am a di- I love brisket, and I never get sick of it. But I wanted more than that, so I started getting these bows, these delicious, super unhealthy breaded things, like these cute little dumpling things that are called bows. And I got like a, several cases of them delivered, and I would eat the whole case in one night. It's pretty satisfying, but then I felt like dog shit. So then I would just go to sleep and feel miserable physically and mentally because of the guilt. So I went down this cycle and I did that many times and I gained, oh yeah, no, not that much, like only about six pounds. So that's not, you know, relatively speaking, gaining six pounds over the holidays, that's not that bad, you pussy. So I'm, I'm, but I still, I don't like feeling even a little bit like I am overweight or like over, like I'm fat, which I'm not, but I, I was getting, I was starting to feel like that belly inflation. I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm a piece of shit. So I didn't go anywhere. I have not done stand up in over a week. I mean, technically I did actually do it in less than a week. I did it on uh, New Year's Day. I went to this dude's house who had an open mic at his house on New Year's Day. It was me, him, and one other comic. And his roommate was there, and his roommate fell asleep during my set. Not before my set. During my set, he fell asleep. I did not take offense to it because fuck him. I would have fallen asleep too if I was him. Eh, you know, it was fun. And then I tried to go to an open mic afterwards. I went to this place, but it was too cold. It was outside. I had zero enthusiasm. 
was like, I don't want to be here. I'd rather just go to the HEB, buy ice cream, and just watch Succession on HBO curled up in my bed. And that's exactly what I did. I stayed there for like 30 minutes. I could have very easily done a set if I just waited another 20 minutes. But I was like, fuck this. Today I'm going to take an L. I'm going to succumb to my addiction and exact exactly I drove to the HEB very close to where the mic was I bought four pints of ice cream and I ate all of them the second I got home it was fucking delicious dude not even like keto ice cream that healthy low carb version it was like the real kind I got like Ben and Jerry's so I really jumped off the sh- I really took a dark turn because oh my god dude it's been so long since i've had real ice cream i forgot how fucking good it was dude just the texture the texture of ben and jerry's it has like this stretchiness to it like it has this texture that when you dig into it more wants to come onto the spoon. It's like it's it's fucking it's mind it has it's like butter bad. It's like it's like a product that you could just play with. And it the texture oh my god, the texture of Ben and Jerry's is delicious. Too bad they're a bunch of libtards who run the ship. But I would eat Ben and Jerry's every day for the rest of my life if I had if I just succumb to my bad habits, I could do that every day. It's fucking delicious. Ah. Oh. So I. So what was the thing that turned me around? Well, something turned me around, and now I'm on a seventy-two hour fast. That's why I have no energy. That's why I'm not talking very loud. That's why I look. I don't know. It's like I'm. I'm doing fine. But I'm doing a 72-hour fast, and I'm only about 46 hours in. So I have over I have over a whole day to go, and this is pretty much one of the hardest things I've ever done. This is a real fast. Like I'm not having any coffee with with added additives in it, like no sugar, no milk, no heavy cream, nothing. All I'm drinking is tea and water. I repeat, tea and water. I'm not having anything else. I'm not even having bare black coffee, as it's called, because that would just give me more energy to be bored with. And I'm super bored. Fasting for 72 hours is the most bored thing I've ever done in my life. I don't have no patience to do any work. I have no patience to even watch YouTube, watch TV. The only thing I have patience for is to watch Instagram reels. And that just makes me want to eat food because it's another addiction. I'm just shifting from one addiction to the other. One dopamine fix to the other, dude. And it really was a fix to go on DoorDash and be like, okay, what's open? It's 12, it's 12 a.m. on Christmas Day. What should I get to eat? And then you find something, and there's just, just the anticipation, knowing that it's coming. And you get the text message saying, your food is on its way. 
emoticon smiley, and then you get to watch the DoorDash drivers slowly make their way to my house. It's so exciting. It's like Christmas. Fuck it. It was Christmas. That's all I did on Christmas. I just got DoorDash. How depressing is that? So I finally had a reason to quit and uh, to quit the door dashing and quit the eating like a faggot. And uh, by the way, this podcast is in stage negative five COVID restrictions. We have that in effect. It's 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 stage negative five. That means you must have proof of unvaccination to listen. If you don't have an unvax card, you could buy one on Amazon, I'm assuming. Amazon has a bunch of fun joke products. I bought a bunch of funny shirts that are coming by next week. I have one for for Joe Biden. Unironically, it just says Biden-Harris 2020. Just an old shirt for 2020 to support Biden. I'm going to wear it, ironically. And then also ones that are pro-communist. For real, I bought one that just has marks on it. Just Karl Marx. And it says, like, I don't, I don't even know what it says. It just says, like, communism, baby. Shit like that. So I'm going to be the type of person who, ironically, is a leftist. Because I wasn't getting anywhere being a rightist or being a Trump supporter. Like, I got nowhere. All I got was, like, okay, I support this team that makes everyone hate me and makes me not really like other people because they're because they hate me. So it's like, well, okay. So I decided to become an, a uh, a liberal again, a leftist. Of course, ironically because I don't actually believe in what they believe, but like fuck them, dude. I'll just do what Colbert did in the 2000s with the Colbert show or the Colbert report. I'll just be an ironic opponent of what I actually believe. I'll pretend to be like Bill O'Reilly, but with leftism. I'll pretend to be CNN, and then I'll get laid. So that's what I'll do from now on. But also, I am unvaccinated, and I'm glad I am, because there was no reason to get vaccinated. I'm not fat. I'm not overweight. I'm not immune Oh, compromised. If you are, yeah, you probably should have gotten the fucking vaccine. Delta was scary. Omicron is not scary, but Delta was scary. Trump got the vaccine if it's because he's fat and old. Of course, he should have gotten the vaccine. But anyway, let's 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 not let's stop being negative. It's very negative to talk about how people are stupid and stuff like that. How, oh, I'm better than everyone. Like, that's old. That's old hat. And nobody fucking wants, nobody wants to see somebody complain. I mean, it is funny to watch some people complain that are good at it, like Bill Burr. Okay, fine. There's some exceptions to, to that. It's fucking entertaining. But not really. Not if you're serious. Like, especially at a comedy show. Like, nobody wants to see a comic just talk about how the world is shitty in doom and gloom and, like, depressive shit and, like, oh, we're all gonna die. That's not fun. We already know that reality sucks, dude. We, we're we in the same reality that bad shit happens. Can you make us kind of forget about that, maybe? 
for a couple minutes at the very that's all we ask at the very least that's all i would ask for at a comedy show is don't remind me that terrorism exists that school shootings exist like that like unless it's funny then i guess you can but like can you be the saving grace can you be the thing that's like a beacon of hope and like oh okay we all are in the same reality as as, as islam or whatever as islamic extremism but also there's this guy and he's funny Wee herman Remind me of the light of the day of the thing that the be see that's just a realization that I forgot and I, I just had to remind myself. It's like why why would you go on stage? Why would you put yourself out there just to fester in the negativity of your own shitty life? Because other people, other people's lives are not that much better than yours. Even if you're like, even if your life is shit. You could be a billionaire and still have a shitty life in some way. Like if you crash your yacht, that would ruin your day, at least your whole day, if you crash your fucking yacht. Don't tell me it wouldn't. I mean, of course, there's things that you could go through as a multimillionaire that's like, this fucking sucks. And the only people that could relate to it are other multimillionaires, unless you're just very good at at explaining why. I don't know. Louis C.K., but anyway, we like and so part of the whole so I'm trying to turn over and I'm trying to be more positive on this show. You know, it's it, 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 it's enough. There's no reason to just talk shit about people I don't like. It's exhausting. It it it, it makes me tired. It's exhausting. It it doesn't feel good. It's like eating Subway or no, it's like eating Burger King. Fuck, bad example. Two bad examples in a row. It's like eating Chick-fil-A. Tastes delicious going down. But then an hour later, you feel like dog shit. It's like, well, that wasn't a good thing to do. So we're going to be less toxic on this show. And that also involves not hanging out with toxic people in my everyday life. By toxic, I just mean people I don't like. That's it. I get very lonesome now that I move to this new state you know new place and so i often allow shitty people into my life just because they're the easiest ones to get low-hanging fruit oh what a what a coincidence the the people that are most available also are the most hard to tolerate their presence well that makes sense they're not hot chicks on tinder they're not terry blacks they're not blacks barbecue they're not Franklin Barbecue, the hottest chick of all barbecue places. So yeah, it's easier to get the ones that are always open, like Polka Joe's, and they never run out of brisket because it's not as good. Sorry, Polka Joe's. I'll still eat you. I'm still going to visit you like once a month probably because you're not overpriced and you're always open and available and it's fast to get it and everything like that. That's how people work, too. The shittiest people are also the easiest ones to get. It's very counterintuitive. Because they make me want to socialize even... Because I build up all this boredom. It's like, okay, I would not mind actually hanging out with somebody for a few hours. 
And then it's like, okay, well, that was a bad idea. Now it just makes me want to not socialize ever again. And then I recede back into my introvertedness. And it fucks with my self-worth. Being around assholes. What a, what a shocker. But as an optimistic person, I know that if I keep going out, I will eventually meet people that don't bog the fuck out of me. It's a big town. There's plenty. There's some good people here. I just got to be more judgy. That's my problem is that I'm not a judgmental person. That's my personality. That's my that's who I am. I have that type of personality where I kind of like can get along with everybody, and I hate that about myself because then I get along with everybody, and everybody doesn't mean they're cool. Everybody sucks. If you took everybody and dumbed it down to one person, you would punch that person in the fucking face. Because everybody, the average person, is a dick. So I'm trying to hang out. Like so, that the, the fact that I'm so non-judgmental and so easygoing. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm getting definitely, definitely not that easygoing. I definitely complain about people that I don't like doing shit that I don't like, but. It allows me to hang around scummy fucking scumbags. Because who am I to judge, dude? Like, so, I should, I should, though. I should judge people more because life is too short to hang around with dickheads, dude. It just is. I'd rather be alone watching YouTube, hating my life, than be around somebody who's going to, like, talk shit to my face and belittle me and like think that they're smarter than me like let's just say insulting shit about my physical appearance it's like jonah hill it's like he doesn't want to go on an interview show and have the, the first question out of the gate so you're the fat guy in hollywood like why the fuck would he enjoy that you're just gonna talk about his body and how it's not optimal and you expect him to treat you with respect after that? So I get it, Jonah. I get it, Jonah. I would never do that to you. Obviously, he was funnier when he was fat, but he's he's trying to be a serious actor. And he, and he is doing very well at that pursuit. He's a damn good serious actor, if you don't mind me saying He's like a legit A-lister. So how about you suck a dick? If you're thinking about going around just asking people, why are you so fat? Not that I'm pro being fat. I, I guess I do kind of get kind of disgusted by fatness, but that's a different that's a different story. You're allowed to be fat. You're legally allowed. You're, you could be fat if you want. Just don't rub it in my face or expect me to fuck you. That's it. Is that, is that okay? Nothing happened this past week, dude. That's why I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. That's why I'm like spending, that's why I'm like talking about nothing. Uh, nothing happened last week. I'm completely over Omicron. Now I'm just sitting back and watching vaccinated people get it, which is pretty fun. I'm unvaccinated, like I said. 
because I'm over, I'm not overweight and don't have a compromised immune system. So now I'm back to baseline, which means I have regular symptoms of seasonal depression, which include hopelessness and chronic fatigue. I got chronic fatigue. It's chronic every fucking day. I wake up with no energy. I gotta fake it. I just gotta force through. I gotta eventually just get out of bed. Cause I slept for 12 hours and it was the most low quality sleep in the fucking world. I don't know how long it's gonna be that way. If it doesn't get better in like a few months, maybe then I'll go to the doctor and try to get some treatment for it. Maybe I'll get a sleep study. They'll be like, okay, we don't know what it is, but we know that you don't have good quality sleep, so we're just going to give you these drugs. Hey, I don't know, maybe I'll try them. I don't know, as long as it's not like habit forming. Uh, I would not take anything super scary like uh, that shit that, uh, that Roseanne took that made her tweet all that racist, but also not that racist because it's kind of reasonable stuff on Twitter that got her canceled or whatever. Yeah, Ambien. I'm not going to take Ambien. I've only heard bad things. Not that I'm afraid of tweeting something racist. I, I would do that any day of the week. I'm just afraid of the side effects that actually hurt my body and my brain and make me like addicted to it, that type of thing. So all that happened in this past week that I actually care about is that I scratched my miad. The saddest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it completely ruins my week. And that made me realize how much I love that fucking card, dude. So I was doing a routine thing. The mo- Oh, my God, dude. All I did was get my mail. I drove down the neighborhood to where the mailboxes are. It's a community mailbox situation. So I had to go there. I drove there because I was lazy as balls. And it was cold out. So I was like, I'm just going to drive. So I got the mail. And as I was pulling back into my garage, I went super close to the wall on the side. So I was fixated on I because I was, I was like, so, man, I'm so close to the wall. But I didn't hit the wall. I made it clear. I was like, dude, I'm like three inches from the wall. So I was too fixated on the side of the garage to notice that I was backing up too far. So I hit a, I hit the back wall of my garage. I hear a thud. I go, boom, go, fuck. So I, I, I drive forward, and I didn't even think it was that bad at first. I was like, well, that probably just scraped the bottom of the car or whatever. But no. So I got out of the car and I, I survey the damage and it, it leaves a dent in the wall. It leaves a freaking dent in the side of the wall, which I don't know I don't know how to fix. It's like too minor to get a contractor to fix because it's literally only like I don't know a centimeter of a dent and, and some of the drywall came off 
big deal. It's not even worth really fixing. And then I looked at the car and I couldn't find the damage. I was like, oh, I guess there's zero damage, but no. I looked in the middle of the upper part of the bumper above the license plate and there's this vertical line of where the paint got indented. So there's an indent that's very minor and also a white little line that's about yay long, about four inches long, (coughs) four inches long. And when I saw that, I flipped out internally. Externally, all I did was just like go like that. I didn't make any noises. I just go, fuck. Internally, I was raging out at myself because it's the ease, it's the dumbest fucking maneuver. All I had to do was look in my rear view camera and it would have told me, hey, dumbass, you're too close. And I would have avoided that. So that was like the first real accident that has happened in this Miata. Aside from that, I've been doing a pretty perfect, flawless job of not getting it dinged up. So I am still reeling from that. And I immediately started Googling how much it would cost to buy an entire new rear bumper, which would be absolutely ridiculous. But that's just how much I care about the car. But also it fucked up the, the wall too. So now there's two things to remind me of my mistake. And it's just like because I had full control over it and how preventable it was that make me so enraged about it. It's like, dude. So for me, that's a problem. That's like a bad thing to happen in my life. That's how good my life is right now. I feel worse about that than like anything that's happened in the past two months at least. So I'm, I bought a, a paint. Sh- a, so that's what. So this very unfortunate event, and you can't even tell it's there. You can't even tell that the scratch is there unless you're looking at it in the right angle with the right lighting. But it doesn't matter. It's not perfect anymore, so now I'm pissed. And so I, I, I bought... I, so this, neg- this very unfortunate misfortune that occurred in my, in my terrible... in my great life up until then, I, I, it triggered me to go on a 72-hour fast. It's like, you know what, you piece of shit, you slob. You, you're no longer going to do this to yourself. You're no longer going to be ordering the DoorDash. And you're no longer going to be stuffing yourself with 8,000 calories worth of ice cream every night. You're just, you're just going to sit there and you're going to feel bad for a couple days. How about that? So I tr- so I'm on a- so that's what triggered me to do the 72 hour fast. Also I watched this video on YouTube by this doctor who did a lecture about fasting and how sugar is addictive and it, it makes you want to keep eating it. Carbs are unnatural. Flour is unnatural because in the stone age days or whatever they didn't have a way to grind up flour to that fine of a fucking th- they didn't, there was no flour. 
10,000 years ago. So it's unhealthy. Our bodies don't know how to digest it. That's why we just get, that's why we just get fat from simple carbs. And it was a very, very motivational lecture. And I watched the whole thing. I was like, this guy's a fucking genius. And he said, I recommend to people that are trying to reset their body and get out of this, this, this uh, cycle of eating garbage, I recommend a 72-hour fast. So I took, his, I took his whatever, his advice. I'm so hungry, though. I am so fucking hungry. And I just got the wave. I just got this immediate craving as I was talking for bagels. But not just any bagel. Not just any bagel. Salted bagels for some reason. I don't know. I want a bagel with big pieces of salt baked onto it. Oh, oh, oh my freaking God, dude. I am just pining over a bagel right now. Cream cheese. It doesn't even need to be anything special. Just a fresh bagel like right out of the oven. <sighs> I'm so addicted to bagels right now. You have no idea, dude. Oh my fucking God. I think I just need to eat some salt water. Or something like that. I'm definitely not feeling optimal. I feel like a little bit, a little bit weak, a little bit like brain foggy. So I think I need to take some electrolytes, which I will do right after recording this. But oh, holy shit, am I hung? The thought of a bagel right now. Don't even get me started on donuts. The thought of a donut right now, I would I would jizz in my pants. I would take my dick out if I was eating a, if there was like a crispy cream right here, I would take my dick out, cover it in more cream, wait until it becomes crispy, and then eat the shit out of that cum donut that I just came on that's how depraved i am right now for food that's a real addiction this is not a joke it's worse than heroin okay maybe not because i'm not gonna sell my belongings to get to the to, <laughs> there's no way i would there's no way it's like hair it's way not as bad as heroin so anyway i got 25 hours left to fast and i'm gonna break it with something healthy I'm not going to break it with like a high carb thing. And so back to this. So I bought a, not that it matters, but I bought a touch-up kit for my Miata to try to fix the scratch. It's perfectly the same color, I, I hope. That's what they say on the website. And so I'm going to do my best to try to nullify the slight damage I did. I'm going to practice on the front with like these minor paint chips that occurred just from being in, in highway traffic, which is unavoidable. If you're driving in highway traffic in Texas, some jerkhead 
some pickup truck is going to kick up, you know, gravel. And it's going to leave little paint dents in your beautiful new car. So I'm going to practice on those. I'm going to use like a sander. I'm probably going to make it worse, to be honest. I'm not going to make it look better. I mean, the paint job is like perfectly smooth. How the hell do you do that? How do you apply paint to a car and make it look like the factory? How do you do that? Like, what do you use? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I would just use my finger or something. Like, I would just use, like, I don't know, a washcloth. Like, what do you even use to make it shiny? Like, what do you do? So I'm very, I'm going to learn how to do that. I love my Miata. I'm not even middle-aged, and I already have scars that you only buy during a midlife crisis. Like, it's it's a convertible, and I've, I've never opened the top. I thought about it today. I took a little joyride today, earlier in the morning, when the sun was coming up. I drove, I don't know, 40 miles maybe, to the west side of Austin, and it is beautiful, dude. Watching the sunrise and driving in the hills by the this river called, I don't know what it's called, by Lake Travis. It's this big lake, and it's amazing, dude. And there's this dam, and I drove past this dam, and I was like, damn, this thing's huge. And I was trying not to look away from the road because this Miata doesn't warn you very well if you're driving off the road. It's not like a Tesla. You just feel invincible, and uh, and and it was beautiful. But anyway, so that helped me get through my cravings a little bit because I had something to focus on. The road, I was focused on getting to where I was getting. <sighs> so I'm not. I'm already getting these cars that people tend to buy when they're in a midlife crisis, which means when I'm in a real midlife crisis. What do I? What am I? What am I gonna? What, 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 what am I gonna do? I'm gonna have to buy a yacht to get over, like Louis C.K. He had to buy a yacht. That's why he bought it. It was because he happened to be a multimillionaire and was in his mid forties, so he bought a yacht. I don't know, man. Like when you're an addict which I am, sorry, I'm an addict, it's not a contest, I'm just being honest, I'm an addict, and by that I mean I have an I have a uh, addictive personality, so I'm always going to be addicted to something, whether it's something healthy or not, you can never cure yourself from addiction, I don't think, all you could do is move on to something healthier, and go into moderation and just try to be healthy and stay alive. That's it. That's all you could do. So now that I quit the booze and the weed and the coffee I've also not been doing, I've just been becoming addicted to a designer clothes like Versace. And the thing that sucks about buying designer clothes is they're only in style for a little while. So you spend all this money, and you can only wear it like four times, and then you look like an asshole. It's like, dude, that's old. That's out of date. 
So that's how they get you. That's how they get you. I got these Versace uh, sweatpants that are super comfortable. And I've been wearing them like almost nonstop since I bought them. Dude, I love them. But they're slightly too long, of course, because I'm a fucking midget. And so I have to like roll up the bottom, which takes the fun out of it because you can't see the cute little design on the bottom of the pants near the leggings. So now I feel like a dickhead. And they say Versace on the back pockets on my ass. I love them, dude. So I'm addicted to Versace, to DoorDash, to food, to to what to, to jerking off. But I haven't done that in 65 days. I bought my first exercise machine. I wanted a treadmill, but I was like, eh, fuck treadmills. I'm going to get an indoor cycling bike instead. So I got that because it's low impact. So maybe I'll get a treadmill too later. We'll say... So I'm going to hopefully become addicted to exercise for a few weeks and then never do it again. I don't know, dude. I'm just, I'm on a downswing of life right now. I'm on a downswing. I'm, I want to get to the next upswing. And so I finally ordered some Franklin barbecue and it's coming next week. Next Tuesday is my appointment for the hottest barbecue in town. I put in an order that's like $150. I'm getting three pounds of brisket. Ooh, ooh. I don't even want to talk about it because it's just starting to make me imagery, put like fantasies in my head about how I'm going to eat the shit out of it the second I get it. I'm just getting it so I could finally say that I got it. I'm probably never going to get it again. It's like, <laughs> I'm just getting it so I could be like, yeah, I had Franklin. It was good, but yeah, fuck you. And I also tried some THC Delta AIDS, baby. This shit is like, this is a pack of pre-rolled cigarettes that is uh, CBD and Delta 8, which is the kind of THC that doesn't get you fucked up as much. It gets you high, but it doesn't give you the paranoia which is fucking awesome, dude. I took one little puff last night and I actually it actually felt I felt a high. I felt the good qualities of of weed like I felt motivated, I felt like a lift. I felt the edge was taken off of my ang- of my anxiousness in a good way. Like I felt less angry and I felt Razor edge. I had this razor edge focus. I was like, whoa. Like things looked more sharp in my room. I was like looking at my, like, dude. Things just felt more serene. I was like, fuck. Now I'm going to be addicted to this. (laughs) So I'm going to try to only smoke this maybe like once every day or two at the very most because I don't want to build a tolerance and I don't want to become dependent on it because this actually is a drug. This actually does have like give you like a buzz, but it doesn't give you the anxiety. You don't feel afraid to talk to people on it. So this is like the next wonder drug. And I got it from the strangest 
in the weirdest way. I got it. I just Googled uh, THC. I just Googled Delta 9 near me because it's legal. It's legal in Texas, dude. It's a loophole. And so I found this place not far that was a 24-hour vending machine. The future is now. How cool is that, dude? So I just drove up right in front of this freaking vending machine, and I started putting in my... I just put in my credit card, and I bought a bunch of stuff, dude. And like it was, I was like, okay, this is the. I wish all drug dealers were this fun. Don't have to interact with anybody. Oh, so I drove around. I didn't smoke it until I got home, which was probably a good thing because even though this does not cause bad anxiety or paranoia. It did cause some slight, not like some slight uncertainty of like, it just made things more intense. So I was glad I didn't drive around on it because all it took was one little puff and I was good to go for several hours and it suppressed my appetite. It just put me in an equilibrium. I was like, holy shit. And then I finally, oh, it, it didn't help me go to sleep, though. It, it, I, I took forever to get to sleep. My sleep quality is still garbage, McVeigh, Timothy McVeigh. I don't know, man. I'm just tired, right? I'm, I'm going, th- like, right now, I, there's more things I want to talk about, but we'll just end pretty soon because I'm starting to feel, like, a little bit, um, tired from not getting electrolytes or something from being on a 48 hour fast. I'm fine. Like I'm fine. I'm just a little bit less energized than I would be if I had eaten a little bit. But anyway, today is the one year anniversary of the Capitol insurrection. What do you do to celebrate that? I don't know. Have a party where you just like kind of like Memorial Day, kind of like that, but where it's not quite, it's like pretty much just as patriotic, but more recent and like more Trumpy. <laughs> I don't know why it's a big deal besides that Trump supporters were the one that did it. I don't know. Like, I, I really don't see what was so bad about. I mean, of course, I don't condone it. It was not a good thing to do. You should never break into a federal building. That's It's illegal, I guess. Technically, it was illegal. It was a riot. But why do the left leftist media care so much about it when they don't care about the times that liberals stormed the Capitol during the Kavanaugh hearings in 2018? I mean, they did the same thing that Trump supporters did, except the only difference is they did it when it was actually occupied by Congress. They actually did it during a hearing. So that's one difference. They were banging on the doors. You could hear it when the, when, when, when the Pence, when the vice president was up there, he was like, order, there will be order in this whatever. Dude. I think they're just jelly that they don't have a politician in their party who could indirectly cause riots 
just by giving a speech. I mean, he didn't tell them to riot. He just said, we're going to march and you got to fight like hell. Okay, I agree with that. I agree that we got to do that in the polls, in other ways, not physically by marching into the Capitol building, but marching on the streets. Yeah, that's legal. That's not a riot. He didn't incite a riot. Okay, he did incite a riot, but indirectly. He didn't want them to riot. And that's a pretty cool power to have. That all he had to say was, hey, we got to fight like hell. And then it started a riot. Like for the left to start a riot, they have to wait for some black criminal to get killed by a white cop. And that's rare. That doesn't happen every day. All Trump had to do was allude to fighting and say we're going to march. I really don't know what was so bad about that. But hey, it's not his fault some of his supporters are dickheads. <laughs> All bands have some bad apples in their following. Doesn't mean we're all bad. And so I will be voting for the Nazi party. No, I will be voting for Trump in 2020 again. I'm going to write in Trump 2020. I don't care if he's running or not. I don't care if he's on the ballot. I'm just going to say I'm voting again for Trump in 2024, but pretend it's for 2020. So don't count my vote, in other words, because I'm very, because I'm edu edumacated. Man, am I hungry for salty bagels right now. <laughs>